Hello and welcome back to Into House Sports with Jay and Jay. Good day, good day. This is Jason. How's it going? It is Saturday, May 16th, 2020. Uh, we are on our fourth episode and uh, weather is starting to get really nice. Right, Dad? What do you think about this beautiful weather? We've got a nice day in Calgary. We went for a nice bike ride today out in the southern uh, highways of Calgary, Millerville and Brooks and had a great day. And uh, Jacob, I just went a bit of a ride around the res, kind of within the community, and uh, playing a lot of golf. Dad's going, gonna hit some balls today. I'm playing tomorrow and the next day, and uh, just like to say thanks to everybody who's uh, tuned into the podcast. Thank you so much, uh, very much appreciated, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, I would, I would say we've uh, had a lot of fun doing this, and we had a great show today. We got lots of did you knows and records, and some shout outs, and some. Canadian content, so uh, we're going to get cool started, we've got some fun stuff. Okay, so let's get started. So the first topic that we're going to discuss is, it was announced uh, earlier this week that the governors of both Florida and Arizona are opening their states for sports, for pro sports, if um, the leagues are permitted, permitting them. So that being said, if we forget about the tests, let's pretend like all the tests are good, everything comes in fine. Which state would you prefer for hockey, basketball, and baseball? So let's say either Arizona or Florida, you have to pick one. Uh, I can tell you first my opinion, and I'm going to definitely go with Florida. Uh, Florida is, is awesome as it has, it has so many different arenas and facilities to, to, for teams to play. For example, for hockey, you got the Panthers and the Lightning. That's two facilities right there. Uh, Orlando, the, you have the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat facilities. You also have the Miami Marlins and Tampa Bay facilities, plus all the spring training facilities in Dunedin. So you got all of that. Um, you also have, for example, Florida State University, the University of Miami, the University of Florida. And then um, another X factor for Florida is that they have the Walt Disney World Resort, which is according to Walt Disney World, facts, I think, .com or something like that. Uh, it is the size of San Francisco. Um, it is amazing how big Disney World actually is, and how and how much I think they they were there was a proposal that Disney World could host NBA games. So you got a bunch of different places in Florida, and uh, they could they could open up they could open up all of the uh, they could open up all of the uh, resorts within Disney World to to open it up. So that's a huge proposal. Or they could open it up for they could open up resorts. And there's just so much to do in Florida. It's just that's maybe one of the biggest states in the United States if you think of sports in terms of all of the opportunities, considering all the different teams within it. It's like a California or Florida, uh, two of the biggest sports, in, and uh, you could do a lot in Florida, especially because of the nice weather you got there pretty much all year round. Uh, that being said, on another level, in terms of sports opening up, the Bundesliga, the German soccer league, opened up today. Uh, it was interesting because... Um, sitting on the sidelines, the substitutes were three uh, feet away, and uh, referees were three were uh, you know or not three feet away, six feet away. But then once the game starts, they're fighting for the ball. And one guy I was watching for for a minute today or a couple minutes uh, a game on on Sportsnet, and one guy put his hand his hand in the other guy's face. So who knows how how it's That's, it's interesting, right? It is interesting, and they're going to be testing and to bring these other sports back, whether we're weeks away or months away, and is hockey going to return and baseball? They're saying all the good things, and there's lots of optimism out there, but is it actually going to happen? All I've been reading about, and it makes sense, you're going to have to do lots of testing and testing and taking your temperature and 
being confined and being with all your family and all the salary factors, etc. Is this actually going to get kicked underway? I do have my doubts. As a sports fan, I'm, I, I like to hear the optimism out there, but will they get it undergoing? But nice to see soccer going. And like you said, you got guys fighting for the ball, their hands in each other's face, obviously not social distancing. I got a yellow card from that. However, if they're washing their hands after the game, which of course they would be, and they're getting their temperature taken and it's a controlled fashion, then maybe we can move forward and other professional sports can learn from what these soccer um, sporting teams are doing and learn from there. Somebody's got to bite the bullet and go, and uh, and so I'm glad that soccer's going. So good for them. Arizona, Florida, uh, both great choices. You know, you can wear shorts to either arenas. Great weather. Um, great, uh, easy to easy to get to these stadiums, and like you said, plenty uh, uh, plenty of of room and hotels, etc. I don't know if the players will have time to go to Disneyland. They probably wouldn't be allowed. So well, if Disney World probably wouldn't be open though. True it that. would just be like true that true that. Just be it would just be uh, like the resorts, like the for example, there's so many different hotels that they could live in, and but in terms of they'd have to be away from their families. They'd have to sacrifice that for a couple months. However, the teams that make the playoffs would have to sacrifice it for longer times. You know, the NHL is almost done. Some teams had what nine games left. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that. I agree. Arizona has a lot of uh, great facilities as well as the spring training facilities. Uh, you got the Arizona State University, Arizona, and um, just a couple good setups. But I think Florida has the edge. Hopefully, uh, we'll be hearing more on that soon. And then, as I said, um, a lot of soccer leagues opening up, especially the German league. So it was nice to see some sports. Back on TV. But it was weird to hear. One more thing I want to say about this before we get to our next topic is that it was weird because you could hear basically the players saying everything. Like you'd hear them yelling and, and, uh, and you know, if there's a missed call, you hear, you hear everything. It's That's crazy cool. what That's it would cool. be like. So it's a different, a different way of, uh, different, the, the different senses are taking over and maybe you are getting a little bit more feel for the game. The next, the next topic, we want to do a big, uh, shout out to our Canadian Mike Weir. Mike Weir. Uh, great Canadian pro golfer. Uh, his birthday was this past week, May 12th, born in 1970, born in uh, Sarnia, Ontario. And uh, Mike, is, uh, his uh, nickname is Weirzy. But uh, uh, Mike uh, turned 50 and now is looking forward to the senior uh, uh, tour. But just a little bit about uh, Mike Weir. I've been following Mike since his career began back in uh, 1998. Uh, a lot of you may or may not know this, but Mike Weir was ranked in the top. 10 for uh, 110 straight weeks. Uh, that was that was between 2001 and 2005. He was in the top uh, 10 and did reach his uh, highest ranking in 2003 where he was number three in the world. So the highest ranking for Canadian ever, uh, number three. Um, as, uh, as you may know this too, but just to give you a little bit more information, Mike was uh, left-handed and uh, his, his first sport before hockey was that of, of hockey and he, was a na- he had a natural left-handed shots and I think it was several times over that he was people were trying to convince him to become right-handed that he would um, be more prolific being right-handed and that uh, back in 1984 he wrote a letter to somebody by the name of Jack Nicholas for his advice uh, as to whether he should be changed over to to his natural right-handed and and in quotes Jack Nicholas at the time said if you are a good left hand if you are good left-handed don't change anything especially if that feels natural uh, to you. So Mike, uh, of course, uh, has gone on. He went, went on to win the uh, Masters in 2003. He's the only Canadian ever to win a major. Um, Are you talking about men's majors? or men, uh, Men's majors. Brooke Henderson won 
uh, on the in 2016. Yeah, that so that's. But yeah. Matt, but as a yeah, and in, in the PGA Tour, yes, that's true. And we will talk about Brooke, I'm sure, in future shows. We're big fans of Canadians and and, and Canadian and men and women's uh, golf. In the last several years, Mike, however, has suffered from wrist injuries and elbow injuries and has barely made any cuts, and he's played in the Corn Ferry Tour, but uh, he's saying now that he's uh, been finding his game and he's feeling good uh, in the in the Seniors Tour. He, he says you really got to be, even though the the, um, the holes are shorter distance, the, the competition is high, and that you really got to work on your, your short game to, uh, to excel. Uh, Guess who else is turning fifty in uh, in a couple few in a few weeks? Uh, Philip Mickelson. Philip Mickelson, another <laughs> left-hander. Yeah. And and uh, between the two of them, I think there's now four left-handers to ever win majors: Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, uh, Mike Weir, and. Um, and then there was another fellow, I think, for about 40 years ago that also a left-hander. We'll have to fact-check that, and uh, we'll either give that to you this week or next week or sometime down the road. So uh, just a shout-out to Mike Weir, and we're hoping that he comes to Calgary here at the end of uh, August, uh, where we have the annual Shaw Charity Classic, raises a lot of money for charity. Of course, of course, everything is on hold, but uh, he would certainly have a big gallery um, following him, and, uh, and, and rightfully so, so... Here's the happy birthday to Mike Weir, as we call him, Weirzy. Weirzy. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's to back up on your fact, uh, the other man's name was Bob Charles um, and Nicholson. That's that's crazy. I didn't know. I thought there was a lot more, but I guess golf-handed is a, uh, if you have a right, uh, right-handed dominant swing, I guess it's it's uh, more, um, it's you, you win more majors because that's what it has in, in, in history. But uh, I guess that's why they call Phil Mickelson lefty, right? Uh Anyway, uh, Dad, are you gonna do you have another topic, or do you want do you want me to? Um, I can I can just carry on with a little interesting thing. Uh, um, for all of our, I'm just wondering if uh, how many of you have heard of uh, some NFL football players. Uh, there's somebody by the name of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. I don't know if you guys have, uh, or if our readers, men and women out there, have heard of those guys. Our, li- our listeners. Our listeners. Our many of listeners out there, the Manning brothers. But did you all know that there was another older brother by the name of Cooper Manning? And so uh, there was actually three uh, the three brothers, all the sons of uh, Archie Manning. Of course, Archie Manning played for several teams, including the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Cooper Manning was was born in uh, New Orleans, and uh, like his uh, younger brother Peyton Manning, went to a high school named Isidore Newman School in New Orleans. And um, Cooper Manning was a wide receiver, so he had his brother Peyton Manning throwing him the ball. So that was cool for them. Um, when Cooper Manning came out of high school, he was highly ranked and was um, brought on to carry on his uh, football with the University of Mississippi. Uh, unfortunately, um, before he even played a game, he started experiencing some numbness uh, in his fingers and, and toes and was uh, diagnosed with um, a spinal, uh, spinal stenosis, which really causes some uh, pinching of the nerve, uh, nerves and weakness of the muscles. And all of a sudden... Um, a, a career that was about to start um, um, ended. Um, so that, that was interesting to know. There would have been a third Manning, and it sounds like he would have excelled, um, just like his uh, younger brothers. Of note, or did you know, um, Peyton Manning uh, wore his brother's jersey number 18 to, uh, to honor him. So that's some interesting thing, that there's a, there was another brother, and his name was Cooper Manning. Nice, yeah. 
And uh, speaking of Manning, uh, Peyton will be playing in uh, playing with Tiger Woods next week, taking on Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady uh, in the. Uh, Forget that. I'm completely blanking on the name of the tournament that the 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 COVID. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're, they're raising money for charity, and it's. I know they're they're playing in the uh, in a uh, bragging rights and alternate uh, shot. We're gonna have more on that on uh, I think next week. But um, segue into that. Segue into that. Into another segment. The TaylorMade Driving Relief is taking place tomorrow at 12 p.m. Mountain Time on NBC. This is how it's going to work. They are each playing their own ball. It's better ball format. So uh, if me and you were on a team and I made a, if I made a double bogey and you made a bogey, we would take your score. Uh, these guys, I think, are going to make a lot of birdies. Uh, this is, they're playing at a course called Seminole Golf Club, which gener- which is nev- is making its, ta- its its TV debut and. Um, Again, they're playing for holes, uh, playing for chair. All the money going to charity. DJ and Rory uh, are playing for one foundation. While Matthew Wolf, rising star on the PGA Tour, and Ricky Fowler are playing for their own. So, quick question: uh, This is a pretty simple question. Who do you want to win? Who do you think is going to win? So we got number one ranked Rory McIlroy, number five ranked Dustin Johnson, and then you got former Oklahoma State um, alumni Rick, uh, Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. So again, who do you think is going to win, and who do you want to win? Uh, who do I think is going to win? I would say that uh, Dustin Johnson and um, um, Rory and Rory McIlroy will win. Of course, who do I want to win? I'm an underdog guy, and you'll learn this over the weeks to come. But I'm Ricky Fowler, Matthew, and uh, Matt, and uh, Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf. I want them to win, but um, I'm all for upset. So. Uh, Looking forward to watching some golf tomorrow. Will I watch it all? I don't know about that, but I'll certainly uh, tune in for, for, for part of it. Um, big big chance for Ma- uh, Matthew Wolf to take stage, 21-year-old, and he um, to be with these three guys. Uh, there might be a few, a few nerves at the end of the day, again, for charity. So uh, I think they'll have a lot of viewers, and probably, the four of them will have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, and speaking of, we were talking about lefty swings. Uh, Matthew Wolf, these guys are all righties. But you gotta check out Matthew Wolf's swings. One of the most unique swings ever, and he just does it his way. Uh, hits the ball super far. Uh, they never change it. I listened to a to another podcast yesterday, and um, I heard that his coach at Oklahoma State University didn't want to change it. He has a good uh, down, great downswing. But uh, you gotta take take a look at this. It's gonna be a great golf matchup. Uh, I agree with you completely. Both of your things. Uh, I think that McElroy and Dustin Johnson are gonna are gonna win there. I think they're. Um, you know they're higher ranked. They're they've won. It's crazy how much they've won on the PGA Tour compared to those guys. They've won, I think, about forty times on the PGA Tour. Fowler's won, I think, four times, and Wolf's won once. So um, definitely, they have a lot more. Uh, a lot more in their resume. That's for yeah, sure. a lot more in their resume. So I think they're gonna win. But I want Fowler and um, Matthew Wolf to play. In fact, uh, yeah, I, I, I want I want them to win. I want them to play. I think I said I want them to win. I agree. They are underdogs, and um, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be good to watch four very different um, personalities. But uh, it'll be good. And I heard they're they're carrying their own bag, so that'll be that's com- gonna be completely different. Okay. Very good, and uh, and uh, so we'll look forward to that. And uh, this is a, a discussion for another time about Ricky Fowler. Will he ever win another major? Jacob is one of Jacob's favorite players, but we will save that for another day. 
Um, just a little bit of a shout out to uh, uh, George St. Pierre, UFC fighter, of course, Canadian. We're all proud of him. Uh, Jacob and I don't watch a lot of UFC, but we, we follow all sports. And just a little bit of shout out to uh, St. Pierre. who was inducted into the Uf, uh, UFC uh, Hall of Fame this uh, past week. Uh, a lot of people who know a whole lot more than this about this sport than, than we do. Um, and from what I've read, too, say that he's perhaps the best fighter uh, to walk this uh, planet of ours. And from what I've seen through interviews, a nice guy, humble guy, and well-deserved. Uh, the guy fought uh, in karate and wrestling and jiu-jitsu and Mai Tai. So uh, an all-around guy. Um, and just, uh, just listening to today, uh, we'll have to tune into some UFC. To some UFC. I think they've got uh, something going on to tonight. But without the crowds, I, I heard that you can hear the, the punching and the landing. There's no crowd, so you can actually hear the... And this isn't uh, WD, WWE make-believe stuff. These guys are actually smacking and punching and kicking. So uh, might be worth uh, tuning in. But just a, a good shout-out to another Canadian, uh, George St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to another topic. Uh, there has been six teams to release... Sorry, six teams to release their new jerseys for the upcoming NFL season. And uh, we heard that we got some pe- we got a few people or a few of our listeners uh, ranking our jerseys. So shout out to the Friedbergs for, uh, we heard they've been ranking a bunch of jerseys, which is awesome. So we got six more to rank. Uh, so um, this, uh, what we have is we're going to be ranking the jerseys uh, of these six different teams. Um, so I'm going to start with number six. And this number six team is the New England. I got the New England. You want to list the teams first, the six teams that are... Uh... Yeah, let's list them, ran- I'm gonna list them randomly. We got... Uh, the Cleveland Browns, we got Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, we got the New England Patriots, we've got the LA Chargers, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we got the LA Rams. So at number six, we have the New England, I have the New England Patriots. Uh, their jerseys don't love them. They have this new stripe on the shoulder uh, that I don't love. And, uh, you know, somewhat somewhat boring. Uh, not really original. Helmets are pretty plain, so I don't love that. Uh, Dad, are you ranking them too? or? Do yeah, I'm ranking. Just... I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to give a lot of backup. I have looked at the jerseys. I'll let you carry on, then I'll give a, my quick one okay. through six, but carry on. Tampa Bay, I got a number five. Not a lot there. Um, it's pretty boring. Uh, we don't. I don't mind the three different versions. Uh, Atlanta is very similar to Tampa Bay. In fact, the colors are like the same. Uh, but I do love the ATL writing, the ATL uh, font right near the chest area. Uh, Cleveland, I didn't love the jerseys at first, but then I looked at them as a whole. And uh, with everything on them, the stripes on the socks, uh, the orange and white and bl- and brown on the helmet, and just all the all the cool colors, uh, white, brown, orange, uh, black, uh, they're great jerseys. So um, I put them, or great uniforms, so I put it at number three. And I, I'm talking about the, the uniforms, by the way, as well. So you got to take into account everything. Number two... Uh, the LA Rams um, new uniform, and they have an awesome contrast between blue and yellow, uh, neon neon yellow. So it really captures the viewer's attention if you're watching on TV. Uh, basically similar to what we were talking about last week with the NBA jerseys. And uh, and the Rams horns on the shoulders and the helmet, I really like that as part of it. And the best jerseys, uh, we were originally going to just do LA versus LA because I have them as, as one and two. The LA Chargers. Excellent jerseys. Uh, they have a bunch of uh, variations of shades of blue. Their logo is displayed really nicely throughout, and just a solid, clean, creative uniform. 
Um, they, if you look up the LA Chargers uniform, it's really cool how they displayed it again. Um, a bunch of different variations. I really like how they displayed their logo. Yeah, those are my picks. Those are your picks. Well done, Jacob. Well, I'll, I'll just I'll rank mine from uh, least to favorite. And number six, I would say the uh, Cleveland Browns. Number five, the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, number four, the New England Patriots. Number three, my team, Jacob's team, the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, number two, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And number one, I do have the Atlanta Falcons. What? I do like their colors. I do like the ATL. I like the red. So I like you don't... the new. That, that's... Wow, we were way off on this. Well, we're off, and we'll see what our viewers have to say, too. Uh, just, just a little bit about the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think that they're fine. I think they're, I like the, the neon, like you said, the contrast. Um, the players are excited about the uh, colors, maybe because they're getting paid a lot of money to, to play, so maybe they have to say good things. Just my, my question mark as to why number 29, Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer, who's on the payroll of the Rams, cannot st stop saying negative things about the colors. I guess he's got the right to say what he wants, but he's been quite negative, I think, and the guy should maybe just tone it down a little bit. Um, so that's just my thoughts on Eric Dickerson. Actually, one of my favorite players ever. But uh... Yeah. So we are going to take a short break. Uh, coming up after the break, we got a few more topics. A few more, a few more I think, Stead, you have some cool records. Uh, we've got a few more segments. Thanks for listening so far. You're listening to In the House Sports with J&J. &J.